Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and join me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Miggy, I'm going to say it right out of the gate. I think yeah. it's time that we fire Brett Brown. Oh, wow. That's a spicy take. Uh, I agree. He does not. He, these lineups are crazy. All bench units. Like, what is he thinking? Danny Green? No. I'm coming at you at the uh, San Diego airport, so excuse me if there's uh, some ambient noise in the back. Why not? Chris, we're coming at the people after a loss to the Hawks, 128 to 124, at the Wells Fargo Center at full capacity in a game where, Chris, you know, my overall take, honestly, is that we just didn't try enough. We just didn't seem to have a lot of energy in the beginning. Part of me felt like we maybe, now that JoJo was kind of back, we had like the security blanket and this automatic win, but no, we came out flat. Trey Young and Clint Capella with the pick and roll was just like destroying us every single possession. Danny Green getting burnt like every time he was trying to guard uh, Trey. Chris, a lot of blame pizza to go around. What do you think? Yeah, I'm giving uh, I'm giving Coach Glenn the pizza mm. for this game. Full pie. We came out. I'm giving him like seven out of eight slices. Oh, baby. Um, came out just incredibly flat, but also incredibly unprepared. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why the plan was to basically give Danny Green like 40 minutes of cardio just chasing Trey Young around uh, when we are better equipped than any other team in the league to guard a guard like Trey Young with Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's kind of like you pick your poison? Do you think Bogdanovich would have just lit us up? Because Ben was on him, and I don't think he had a very good game. Let me double-check the stats, but he was doing work on him. Yeah, it's definitely pick your poison, right? Doc is a smart man. He understands that, like, there's a downside to putting Ben on Trey. Um, but at the same time, like, when we finally did it in the second half, that was when we finally cut into their lead. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, on Doc, this all-bench lineup that has been a complete disaster all season long that mm. we just kind of kept saying, yeah. well, it's definitely not going to happen in the playoffs, Give right? Give me more. I want more. It fucking happened in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, we do it in the second quarter, and that lineup goes minus 14 with five turnovers. Yeah, it wasn't good. I think they went on a 17-0 run, and the, suddenly the lead blew to like the 26 or something like that, right? It was just a disaster. Well, I mean, it's a tale of two halves, right? Although I would say yes. that the final score is not as indicative to really how close it was. I mean, that last minute was basically just kind of insane. But, you know, what did you see that we changed uh, in the second half that brought us back? I mean, it took us a long time to get back into, like, single digits, but we got there. Was it just the stops? Was it just that they weren't making all of the some, some of these things, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these things that we already talked about already happened. Uh, the, the all-bench unit stopped, That's right? Mm -hmm. So even when it was mostly the bench, there was still at least Toby out there or Ben. Um, better defense on Trey Young. Uh, the Sixers started scoring a little bit. There was some Korkmaz juice. Oh, yeah, the they, the, the biggest thing is the, is the Sixers calling card, you know, when Embiid is not 100% right, has been forcing turnovers. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so by the end of the game, I don't know if you have the box score in front of you, but by the end of the game, I would imagine the turnover number was relatively close. 15 to 19. 15 for the Hawks. Even though we started out with 12 turnovers. Like, the Sixers came out of the gate with 12 turnovers yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah, that'll hurt you. First half. I don't know. How are you feeling? Do you want to do the glass half full, glass half empty thing? Well, I was definitely very sad and glass half empty at the beginning. But as we turned it on and our defense started getting stops, and, you know, it's just so disheartening. Moral victory? 
like I said, Kevin Herter probably lit us up because he just does, and it seemed like he did that. And uh, I don't think they're going to be on fire this much. I mean, we did give a lot of open looks, but they're just draining everything. And I am a glass half full at the moment, especially because JoJo looked pretty good. Dr. Chris, what yes. do you think? I think that if you told us before the game that Joel would be mostly fine, but we're going to lose because they're just going to catch fire from three, like we would have signed on for that, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a version of this game, like there's a version of that story that took place. Uh, he looks good. I mean, I know. If I want to like really examine, there are some uh, there are a few concerns. Uh, he spent a lot of time on the perimeter. He did not seem to want to post up a lot, which would be fine if Ben was then attacking the rim, which wasn't happening as much as you would like. He was dropped back on the pick and roll, defending Clint Capella. Um, I would like to see him like running out to defend on the perimeter a little more. Mm. I don't know. He also like dove around on the ground a lot. Like, dude, he had, he had that one. Uh, it was like an out of bounds under the basket kind of thing, and then he landed a little funny. I'm not sure if you saw that, and he was kind of working that knee. So, I mean, it was definitely could, one tweak. All I could think of was like, oh, that tear's a little bit bigger now, or something. Like we <laughs> said last last pod. The concern was not necessarily game one as much as it's what happens after he plays. Yeah, yeah. So he goes up again on Tuesday night. Chris, we are at the Shake Milton Minute. So I feel like you want to give us some fire takes on the Sixers on Tuesday. Let's go full, full glass, half full. Okay. Joel looks good. Mm -hmm. The adjustments to be made are easy. We're going to learn a lot about Doc Rivers in game two as Mm. to whether he's willing to make those adjustments. But we need to see Ben or Matisse or how about a little George Hill out there on the floor defending Trey Young. We need to never see an all bench unit again. We need to not see Shake Milton on the floor. I know. Oh, my God. Throwing it out there. Just don't put him in there. I Uh, they need to defend corner threes a little bit, and they need to just do more of what happened in the second half. Like you said, we won the second half 70-54. to 54. Yep. We just came out ugly. Uh, 2019, you'll recall, a different time in our lives, mm-hmm. the Sixers played the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Yep. The first game, game one, the Sixers came out looking flat and looking unprepared. We lost, and then we proceeded to just beat the absolute pants off of them. That's a, that's a good I could glass see a version full. of this playing like out.